Welcome back to the Meaningful Success Podcast, the show where we talk. Uh, my name is Josiah Clark, and this is my father. Just talk? Uh, by the way, I'm Wade. He's my father, Wade. And uh, this week, we're going to be talking about spoons. Spoons. Yeah, I need you to come up with a way in which spoons and success are connected. Three, two, one, go. Well, spoons... <laughs> Gee, um, get a big scoop of success. <laughs> uh, well, so it's a new year. For the first time, we are doing this podcast in 2023. Yes. Because the most recent episode was recorded before the end of the year. So, what were your, I mean, I know we kind of did an episode sort of like this. Things got, moved around with the schedule because I got really sick for a while and wasn't able to edit. I'm better now, but we kind of talked about last time, you know, what things we were going to start, stop and continue. Yeah. Right. And those are a form of New Year's resolution, right? Yeah, I guess you could say that. But do you have any specific New Year's resolutions that you made? Specific goals, specific plans? That's a good question. You know, I don't think that I do in that traditional sense. I do think that the end of the year causes me to ponder and look at last year and that kind of stuff. And it helps me shape where I'm going and those kind of things. But I don't do it as a New Year's resolution because to me, these New, Year, these New Year resolutions are more like, okay, it's January 1st. So now I'm going to exercise four hours a day and I'm going to do, yeah. you know, it, it just seems trite. And it's like, I even remember joining uh, when I was uh, living in Tennessee, we were members of this gym. And I remember even people talking about, oh, it's the resolutioners or something like that, because it was the people in January that they would come in and they'd be there for like three or four weeks and you wouldn't see them again or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with having that commitment to do it, but it needs to be something that you're really truly committed to, you know, and I, I guess some people are to their New Year's resolutions. Yeah. So if you're not making resolutions, I guess what, so, so think about 2023 and yes. if you could, if you could state like a quantified goal, you know, or multiple. In this year, I expect to have published my set of meaningful success resources. That's the book, that's the workbook, and that's the planner. Yeah. I expect to launch on the Simplifying Complex Sales uh, side. I expect to launch my course on that. Uh, that would be kind of an evergreen course that will help people who want to be able to uh, to, to grow their businesses, uh, particularly in the in a B two B fashion. Those are two specific objectives. A third objective is with this podcast. I really want us to continue to find our rhythm, continue to build our audience. And hopefully expand the volume uh, that we're, we're doing. So those are three specific things that I have with respect to, you know, professionally from, from this standpoint of the business. And then I have some personal things as well. What about you? Well, I made a fitness goal for this year in a way that I've never done it before. Because in the past, my fitness goals have been things like, okay, lose X number of pounds by this time or work out, you know, X number of days a week, every week, blah, blah, blah. And what I've done instead this year is I've set a goal of a total number of workouts for the year. 
instead of putting it in terms of like, I have to do things at a certain frequency or whatever, instead it's okay. I have a goal of doing 200 workouts in the entire year of 2023. Right. Okay. And you can do the math and that breaks out to like, you know, roughly four workouts a week, but it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't prescribe a specific schedule. Yep. Literally, I made a uh, chart that has 200 squares, and every time I do a workout, I'm Xing one of those out. And for you, how is this going to help you compared to what you've done in the past? Well, I think there's an arrival point that feels in my control. Because, you know, I've dealt with I've dealt with being overweight on and off my whole life, with exception of like one year where I where I was in pretty good shape. And in the past, it was always this thing of like, okay, I'm going to try and lose, you know, 60 pounds in, you know, 2011 or whatever. And the thing is that when you aim at losing a certain amount of weight in a certain amount of time, for me, when I don't appear to be on track for that, it immediately is demotivating. Yeah, I can see that. Or or if I set a certain goal of like, okay, I have to work out X number of times a week or do this at a certain schedule, that can be demotivating either because I just don't want to do that at the end of the day or because I miss a week or whatever and then it feels like, oh, I've lost everything, right? So, so your change of focus is changing from the end result to a fruitful activity. And it's a fruitful activity that has a specific endpoint. If I wanted to, I could work out twice a day for 100 days and never work out the rest of the year, and that would fulfill my goal technically, right? I'm not right. obviously going to do that, but it's the idea that here is a progress bar I can fill, Yeah, you, I, know, I you, you know, that isn't really as reliant on other things, and it's in my control. It has nothing to do with what kind of workout I do, with how hard I work out, with how much weight I actually end up losing. It's just, have I done 200 workouts in 2023? And, and the nice thing about that is because it is productive, because it is fruitful, uh, you know, activity, there's benefit in it regardless of the result. Right, right. And so if I, you know, it's one of those things where I can look at it and know, hey, I'm doing what I need to do um, yeah. regardless of of all that. And then the other goal is similar. I'm a little leery of this one because it's so intimidating. But my other goal is to write a million words in 2023. One million? One million. One million. One, zero, 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 zero. Yes. Which, How does that break down? I haven't done the math. If you say like, okay, 365 days, let's say I wrote on 300 of those days. That comes out to like 3,300 something words per day. So I'm rounding it up to 3,400 a day. Yeah. And when you look at it that way, it's like, oh, that's actually really achievable. Like that's, that's a, yeah. a decent, it's a, it's a lot in some ways, but it is an achievable amount to write. And my problem is that I get overwhelmed and, and just freeze up and end up not doing it and work on something that feels more achievable in the moment. Well, talk to me a little bit about how that works in comparison to on our last podcast. One of the things that you wanted to accomplish is you want to publish your first book. Right. So since that book is 
largely written. How does this play into that? That's the other piece that I'm not sure how it works entirely. Because, for example, I spent time today, you know, finishing the second draft of a, of a chapter. And it's like, well, I spent a substantial amount of time working on this, but I, it's not like I wrote 3,400 new words of fiction today, right? Yeah, you may have revised I revised, <laughs> yeah, exactly, and 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 probably reduced overall yeah. the word count by doing so, right? So even if it's not this year, ultimately I want to get to the point where I'm doing like a million words a year. Wow, I'm amazed because because you know Mom reads a lot of uh, of these uh, Regency area romances and those types yeah. of things, and some of these authors that she helps, I mean, she does some arc reads and some beta reads and those kind of things for them. Some of these authors for lack of better terms, crank out like book a month almost, it seems like. It's yeah. just staggering. I mean, having having written some books myself, and granted, I haven't written fiction, and it's I know it's a different animal, but that just blows me away how they can crank out that many books that prolifically. You can kind of look at it like an assembly line. Yes. And I think a lot of authors who have that that level of output, you know, it's not that there's not cre- – I, I, I don't know exactly how to put this because it, it, sounds, it sounds like I'm it's putting it down. It's more formulaic? Well, it's, I don't mean it like that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't mean it in any sort of negative way. It's just that they have figured out a system of constructing stories that works for them and that is repeatable. Yeah. And it, so assembly lines probably – I don't mean it to be derogatory. That sounds that way. But – it's a repeatable system where it's like, okay, I can go through this process. I can out, I can take five days to outline, you know, a, a sixty thousand word book, and then I can spend, you know, twenty days writing three thousand of those words each time, and then revise, and then whatever. Like, there's people who gotcha. have it down to that level of a science. Wow, I can't really comprehend that because for me, I. All of my writing inspirations and examples have been these people who like they have like these great works right. that are like these are the, the books. Tolkien's, the C.S. Lewis's, the here's these books that I've put out, and it may be years between them, and it may be years between series of books, and like you yeah. know, it's like you have authors who have bodies of work you know, lower than the double digits True. who are these successful inspirations to me. And that's what I grew up thinking of writing as. Gotcha. And so this whole world of like romance writing where it's, it is so, uh, so based on volume in some ways, the, the business model is, yeah. It, you know, that's like incomprehensible to me. True. I, I get that. But enough about my stuff and about, about my goal with all that. Let's talk about how do we make these things happen? Mm-hmm. Like your goal of having the Meaningful Success system of books released this year. Correct. You know, what? obviously there's a whole lot of moving pieces and it's not like we need to go into all the little, little bits and details, but what generally are the steps between here where we are now and that happening? Well, it's funny you ask, because this book is something that has been a long time coming. And the audience may be surprised to know that the the book and the workbook and the planner actually were completed probably almost two years ago. Mm-hmm. And yet they're still not published. Why is that? Well, one is there was a lot of things going on in, in our lives. 
two is that we were really wanting to build the business around that would surround the launch of these products. Like as a support system. As a support system, including yeah. including this podcast and, 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 and things of that nature. But thirdly is this is a passion pursuit of mine. And this is something that's important to me. It's part of my DNA, uh, meaning meaning writing and creating and these types of things. But but I have a job separately. And right. I do a lot with that work. But my career background has been in business and has specifically been in professional services and things of that nature. So I intentionally wrote the Meaningful Success books with the intention of putting an understanding that as we pursue success in our lives, we're not myopic. We're not solely career focused. Yeah. Nor are we solely personally focused. I intentionally wrote this book to show that part of pursuing meaningful success in our life is integrating all those aspects of our life together. And how do we pursue meaningful success that's important professionally and personally, et cetera. But because of my background, as we've gone through those books, we realized that, you know, to a large extent, even with that desire, I wrote those, those materials really aimed at entrepreneurs. It wasn't intended, but that's kind of how it is. And so entrepreneurs or creators, things of that nature. So what we said is, you know, we want this message to be able to impact as many people as we can. And we realized that what that means is there may be two different versions. There's a version for the entrepreneur and there's a version for just everybody. Yeah. And so when we look at this, the the answer you're the, I guess this is the long round answer to your question is I need to take those materials and working together with you and with Susanna and, and others, we're going to craft another version of each of these materials so that when we launch it, we have materials that are, are just on target for whoever you are, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a homemaker, whether you are a athlete, whether you are a student, wherever you are in life, there'll be a book that best fits you. Yeah. And not that we're going to have 15 books. That's not the point. There will really be mainly two, but that's what's going to be, that's what's kind of slowing us down. That's what's necessary. So it is a matter of going through those materials and creating the other version so that we can launch those those materials out this year. So what are the biggest roadblocks to that happening? Honestly, time. And I know that that's, it sounds like it's a cop-out, but it's truly the case, particularly when, when, you know, I think many people who are listening to this are probably, you have that side hustle. Yeah. And finding time to do it. And so it's, it's literally that commitment. It's that commitment of saying, okay, you know, three days a week, I'm going to get up at, you know, six and start writing till eight before I start work. Yeah. Or I'm going to be setting aside, you know, two Saturdays a month to pretty well work all Saturday. And that's a sacrifice, but that's a commitment as well. So I think that's the roadblock, but it's also the path. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and there's also the piece of, you know, we're running into this a little bit with the podcast too, the, the idea that when there's when you have a goal, something you're working on, you're the bottleneck. Yeah. You know, everything kind of comes down to you having the time, you having the energy, you having the ability. And sometimes you just don't. 
No. In in one or more of those categories, and sometimes that can slow you down. Well, it can, and and sometimes when that's the case, you push through. So like sometimes when you when you don't feel like exercising, sometimes if yeah. you push yourself and you just go ahead and go exercise, sometimes you have your best workout. Sometimes it's exactly the opposite. Sometimes you sit down and you say, "Okay, well, I just got to write anyways," and you you do, and what you put down on paper is just garbage. Yeah. <laughs> you have to come back and scrap it and you're like, yeah. it would have been better for me to take that four hours and just rest or relax and do, do something else. Yeah. So it really is, you have to be graceful for yourself, but you also have to push it. it it's kind of a, it's a kind of a weird mix. I guess what I'm saying is you have to be circumspect. You have to really think, am I really at a place today that what I'm going to be able to do is going to produce the result I want to produce? Yeah. And sometimes the answer to that is yes. Sometimes the answer to that is no. One of the things I would just say, if you have some things that you have a passion for this year that you've said, you know, here's my goals, here's what I'm going to do, take the time to really go through the thought processes of breaking it down to what's it going to take to make that commitment. But give yourself grace because like that's I love the idea that you had about the 200 blocks because to say, okay, I'm going to write every day or I'm going to do this, yeah. whatever – Sometimes that's just not realistic. I mean, because it may be like last week we we did produce, but we did not put yeah, out. Yeah, we, we recorded it, but I I didn't. I got sick and I wasn't able to edit it. And yeah, yeah. and it yeah. and it makes no sense for you to to get up and edit when you're sick. Yeah, nor could you. I mean, sometimes you can, sometimes you can't, but it doesn't make sense. Don't be so hard on yourself to feel like okay, I've got this inflexible thing. But do set a plan. Of yeah. those fruitful activities. Which is funny because that that being hard on yourself thing, that was, you know, in, in last week's episode, that was one of the things I've talked about, about not True. stopping being so hard on myself. And, and I think that we all do that because we have this life we want to live, this way we want things to look. And the longer that it doesn't look like that, the more of a failure we feel like we are. It's, you know? Yeah, it's, there's an impatience factor. Yeah. Well, with all that said, Dad. Yes. What is your weekly favorite? Oh, it's the weekly favorite. My weekly favorite is we had a late Christmas because we had plans for <laughs> uh, for some family members to fly in, and and that just didn't work out because of some of the can flights got canceled and those kind of things. But yeah. We had a later uh, Christmas than planned, and so we went out to the botanical gardens, and they had this huge light show, mm -hmm. and there were all kinds of—I mean, it was just gorgeous. I mean, it was dark, so you couldn't really see fully what the atmosphere was, but they the light show itself was great. But, but what was really more interesting to me was the botanic gardens itself were— expansive. I mean, there's areas that you like you're walking into Japan or there's areas that you're walking into, uh, you know, other areas and architecture and stuff like that. It was just, it was really a nice place. I, I, I thought, you know, that's a nice place to be able to sit down and relax and, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Peace. Very peaceful. Very peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. And my weekly favorite uh, is that I am mostly not sick anymore. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> which is, I mean, when, when for me, like I don't get sick often, but when I do, it tends to really knock me down. And uh, this this particular time lasted like three weeks, and I'm still getting over it. 
in some ways, but yeah. like I'm mostly there, like to the point where I was able to work out today. Like I wasn't able to do that last week. True. Um, so that's my weekly favorite. You sounded like that commercial. I don't often get sick, but when I do, all, all right. right. Well, well, Josiah. Uh huh. Thanks for your time today. <laughs> you're you're welcome. Love you um, and love uh, you. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, please tell your friends, and uh, we uh, look forward to the new year. Well, we're in it, so too late for that. We're enjoying the new year. We're enjoying the new year. Uh, happy, happy January, everybody. Happy January. The Meaningful Success Podcast is myself, Josiah Clark, and my father, Wade Clark. The intro and outro song is Brings Back the Feeling by Daniel Gunnarsson, licensed through Epidemic Sound. Uh, there's other things I could say here, but you already know the truth, and that is that you're probably not listening, but to those who are, uh, your flies your flies down. We need to do this like those old Marvel movies. At the end, there's always something surprise. 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 surprise.